Hello friends, welcome to the 8th house of astrology, ruler of occult, magic, mystery, and truth. Join me, Sarah, a developing psychic medium with a scientific mind, and my good friend Eliza, a tarotist and thanatologist, as we explore, through the lens of the tarot, the healing hidden within the deepest and sometimes the darkest corners of the human experience. like there's so many more people coming aware of having illnesses chronic illnesses and it's mostly women and I've met men with fibromyalgia but it seems to be a lot of women and I mean you can blame it on so many things like you know uh, the food pesticides blah 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 gluten whatever in the hell but it's still we live in this industrialized country and there's so much crap everywhere and plus you know just being it's not just physical it's emotional right um, it's tied it's to mental is- health it's so tied to it and now i'm coming into this whole journey as it's just when they say be in touch with your body it's like i'm too much in touch with my body no <laughs> i know help me get away from my body like, i like to say to that for god's sakes i'm five three and when I was working as a film director, I was, I was 120, 125. I had no business lifting bodies for a freaking career. And I don't understand with all that, you know, stress on your body, plus all the formaldehyde, why they can't be like, oh, that's maybe where your fibro came from. <laughs> not from, you're not exercising enough and you're not eating right. It's like, Really? You're going to ignore that? It's uh, mysteries. I mean, you don't take a medical history and be like, I don't believe this. This doesn't exist. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, I, you know, have fibro and I have depression. I have anxiety. I have chronic fatigue. And it's, yeah, I mean. The chronic fatigue alone will make you so depressed. I mean, and so yeah. people are like, who have no depression, but feel good physically, they think, oh, well, you're just depressed. That's the most kind of insulting thing to me is be- being just offered antidepressants when I'm like, mm-hmm. it's coming from my body. Like, exactly. I know that my brain chemistry is my body, but I wouldn't be down and depressed and feel like hopeless if my body worked correctly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And, but the thing is, is that I had depression even before I had fiber. Yeah. And then it, it and I didn't mean anything by that. Yeah. I I get that. No. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it knocked my dick in the dirt, but it was like, you know, um, just, you know, starting with mental illness and then it's, oh my God, like people are like, oh, well, depression, that's just anger turned inwards. And, whatever they say. And it's like, it's a chemical imbalance Yeah. plus, you know, trauma or, you know, exactly uh, family history. And it's like, no, I'm not doing this just to annoy the crap out of you. <laughs> it's just, I'm not torturing myself just to make you, you know, supports aren't in place for people who are different. Yep. No, they're not. <laughs> they're so not. <laughs> I mean, it was, um, when I was a mortuary college, uh, 
I went to Cincinnati College of Mortuary Science. It was the first school of embalming in the United States. And as far as I knew at that point, I was the only Asian female to ever go to that school, graduate, and then practice in the state of Ohio. That's so amazing. People let, me, Congratulations. Know, people let me know. They let me know. And it was like I, in school, I had an instructor take me aside and say, maybe you should find another profession to go into because you'll never make it because you're a woman and a minority. So yeah. my thing I heard that in the like, sounds in yeah. the audio, like um, pr- uh, audio. Pr- uh, I was like, for some reason, I was going to University of Pittsburgh and I couldn't get into the classes I needed for my major. And plus I ran out of money with a uh, student loan. So my parents were living in Dayton at the time. And that's when I went to Wright State. And it was funny because like, I, I never knew you could go to school for mortuary science. And I was doing something on the computer and this ad popped up. And I was like, that's cool. You can do that for a living? So when I walked in the first day, like I'd never seen embalming, I tried to get in a funeral home saying, you know, I'm going to be doing this. Can I like shadow you for a day? No one would do it. So first day, it was just baptism by fire because yeah. my, my first class on my first day was embalming lab. So you go from nothing to, oh, this is what you're going to do. You're going to embalm. And then it was a baby. We oh, lost five boy. people by noon that day. Oh my gosh, figured, that would be so hard. I figured if I could do that, I could do anything. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that was creepy, but it was it was freaking cool. It. it was freaking cool. I felt like I have heard, badass. I have another friend and she said, even though I know that it's like, you know, really toxic to work with embalming um, stuff and that we're trying and to- men get a good old and, boys club yeah yeah trying to get away from um that i mean i'm sure you're you're aware of the whole green funeral yep you know well how do you think about that like as someone who um, i have one friend who is like oh my god embalming's like my favorite thing it's so fun <laughs> like, well it kind of is i mean it's just you see uh the effects immediately and that's what I really thought was cool because while you're embalming, you see, oh, this is working, that's not, and you could switch it around and you know fix it in real time. And it wasn't like oh, something wow. you did and then be like wait a couple of days and be like, oh, that was wrong. Oops. Um, so um and, and plus, like I said, it was just people are freaked out by blood and guts and you're like I'm doing this every day (laughs) so it was cool and then the best job I had was working at the medical school at Wright State and it was it was very informative it was very educational everyone was about you know uh learning and it was just a very good uh, environment for me and plus there were things like I would do and come home like, I didn't throw up today. Yay. <laughs> because yeah. not only was I making cadavers, but I was preparing people for studies. And the thing that I learned was that that whole thing, when they say your body's worth more dead than it is alive, yeah. it's true. And if someone yeah. wants like, and 
if someone wanted to do a study like just on the head, they're not going to pay for the whole body. They just want a head. So guess who had to just It was just so damn cool. And then I did autopsies with, um, that uh, I would love to do. That, oh, that must be fascinating. Yeah, it was. And my, um, it was Dr. Paul Colas and I'm going to mention him because he was a wonderful person and he, Aww. every time we did it, it was like, he was teaching me. Um, and it wasn't like I was stupid. It was just like reminding me and it was really awesome. And he actually tried to get me to go to school to become a pathology assistant and I kind of wish I did that (laughs) yeah because you wouldn't be lifting necessarily you'd just be doing the cool stuff well um I would have to you know get to that point but it was like back then I had the strength it was like oh I could do that if I had to lift but um yeah I didn't think I could go back to school after mortuary college because I was like that was hard enough and my brain just kind of just went in. <laughs> was it really, was it really difficult content? Like what was, um, so, uh, in embalming, it's kind of like you had to, you know, know what different chemicals did and how like chemistry fix it. Yeah. But it turned out to be like, yeah, you definitely had to do chemistry because you had to figure out what the person's condition was, what they died from. And sometimes different conditions have different effects with the embalming oh yeah so you kind of have to like figure that stuff out and um but once you got into the swing of things it was like it was like cooking yeah <laughs> it was like you had the tank and it was like well, I need a little bit of this and I'm gonna add that and that's not happening so we're gonna do this yeah. and god like I it cracks me up like even as funeral director I'd come across people who are like oh life is horrible and you get to be around dead people and blah 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 and it's like yeah, but it's not that great. <laughs> everything has its problems and everything sucks, but it's like, you know, as far as de- death, it's the great beyond. No one comes back and tells you, hey, this is what we did. And this is, I mean, there's near death experiences, but seriously, no one is dead, dead, and then comes back. Yeah. And- so was there a part of you that was like looking for that, you think, when you wanted to work with dead people? I think so. Yeah, because I was like very Catholic. Um, Yeah, I was really interested in what happens after. And I I am too. That's why I studied what I did. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I can tell you what happens on the physical level. But yeah, did anything ever happen like spiritually or or any kind of I mean, I well, one thing I did is I treated everybody like a family member. So, oh, um, so sweet. like if it wasn't like a 90 pound grandma or, you know, a gangbanger or something, I treated them all the same, which got me, mind you, got me in trouble with funeral homes because people may not want to hear this, but it's like your service is based on how much money you spend on a funeral. So if it's like a indigent funeral, I would still put a lot of time in that person because that's like your Christian duty or whatever your duty as a human being. And I believe that you did the right thing. So always feel good about that. Yep. I did what I could. And the funny thing was, and my sister was even there when it happened is like, I've involved people with uh, swastikas on their bodies. And it was, 
I, I feel like that's why I was asking, like, what was it that appealed to you? But then it sounds like you found some sort of meaning in what you were doing and you yeah, felt like and you that's did exactly good. what it was. Yeah, it yeah. was there was meaning. It was my what I could do for people at the worst time of their lives. And at least I could like send them off and, you know, say I did the best I could. And the funny thing with that is that um, I went to a psychic in LA before I moved back to Cleveland and he just read energies and he's like, you have a really interesting energy. I'm like, Oh, I just laughed. <laughs> like I involved dead bodies, but he's like, you have a lot of people looking after you. It's like, mm. I mean, it was partially, well, I should say partially. It was mostly like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be in a profession. I'm going to be able to take care of myself. And in the process, I'm going to take what I learned and turn it on myself and try to help myself. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And a great idea. I did. I, I did um, to some extent. It, acupuncture doesn't make anything go away. It's just treatment. Um, it's not a cure, but you know, I can, if something hurts or I have like really bad neck pain, neck pain or whatever, I can whip something out and just treat myself, you know, get through to next day, whatever. And then I know I'm like making difference to my patients. It's like some, you know, come go. Some people are just like, that was amazing. You know, I felt things that I didn't know <laughs> you could feel. I mean, you know, it's beneficial, you know, it's awesome, but not everyone knows it. And then not everyone's willing to do it. So, I mean, I know there's practices out there who make over a hundred thousand dollars, but you got to hustle and bust your ass to do it. And I'm told to bust my ass. I can't, I'm not like, I did it for funeral service. So it's like, nope. Yeah. Not doing it. Yeah. That was my thing with massage envy too. Is like, I started, it was almost like my body literally said, Nope, don't do that. Cause right when I went to go get licensed, you know, finish a program and get the hours I needed to get licensed in my state. Now, um, I was going to go back and it was like, Oh wait, I can't move my wrist. What's happening. You know? And it was like telling me, no, this is going to be too much for you. Like, don't do it. And that's why I like the acupuncture because like patients will come and ask me for a massage and it's like, nope, I have all these other things. And that's why I have all these other things because I can't keep up massage. Yeah. To do that day in, day out. It's like, you need to be strong. Right. Yeah. It's like being an athlete or something. Right. I feel so weak now. Like when I was dating, I knew that if something went wrong, I could take care of myself. Because I was mm-hmm, moving dead mm-hmm. bodies all day. But now it's like, well, not that I date really, but like, I'm afraid that, you know, there's not much I can do. I don't have that strength. So I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm kind of cowering from the world, but it's also That's better it. than just, you know, trying to explain yourself. So, well, you, I mean, it, yeah, I get that. It's not like, um, maybe steady income is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Acupuncture. Yep. yep. Or at least not how you're able to do it. Um, sustain it or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would think it takes just like such a business savvy type person. Yep. And 
Yep. You just, you strike me as more genuine and compassionate rather than like business <laughs> oriented. Go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad I work for someone else. And that was always the idea is that I would work for another yeah. place other than for myself, because like, I don't have the hustle. I admit it. I will say right. straight out. Right. I don't have it anymore. I wouldn't want it either. No, nope. that would be. Yeah. Well, you have this skill and it's, it is badass to be able to help people and make them feel ways they've never felt before. And, mm-hmm. um, so therapeutic and that's gotta like fulfill you on some level, even if beyond being able to put needles in yourself for a symptom, oh, yeah, it's I'm gotta helping... like feed your soul. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm helping myself by helping others. Right. And that was my thing with being a funeral director is I was helping myself by helping others. And that's it's always real. been the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I was going to school for um, to get an acute or uh, pharmacy school, I was taking pre-med and it just struck me how many of the pre-med students are not like, oh, I want to do this and help with this. It's like, I want it for the chicks and the cars and the money. It's like, and you're going to have people's lives in your hands. That's just downright scary, but it's a thing. It's, they go into it for the prestige and it's like, it was kind of like the people who really care, unless they're like really smart, they don't make it because if you're trying to do it through compassion, but it's also very competitive, I've learned. So, I mean, you you think it's like so like pre-med, I don't know about acupuncture would be, but like, um, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, medical school was like, yeah, it's supposed to be really competitive and everything trying to get into schools, but acupuncture, I mean, luckily I went to school in Ohio. I think if there's not a lot of schools around, like there's definitely yeah, none around here. They're, they're mostly on the, the coastal states, like, you know. Washington, Oregon, California, and New York, and blah, blah. But if I were to go to those coastal states, like California, you could go to school and graduate, but you can't practice because it's so saturated. Yeah, that's what happened to me. Like I went to California because their massage license um, requirements were less and I wanted to be there. But then, yeah, the reality was like, oh my God, (laughs) like, I'll yep, never I make can. it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right. And that was the same thing with funeral service is that in Ohio, it's like a bachelor's degree, or at the time it was a bachelor's degree. Um, so you got paid maybe more than in California. It was an associate's degree. And the thing that always, like I was talking to a, a friend who worked at a funeral home and she's like, basically in California, funeral directors are like hairdressers. They're on the same level. And it's like, well, no offense, but hairdressers don't have to physically pick up their people, put them in the chair, right. do their yeah. hair. So yeah, the pay was not good. And that was another thing that probably knocked my ass in the dirt was that I had to work my ass off just to keep my head yeah. above water. Right. And that meant like if I embalmed one person in the day or if I embalmed 14, it was you better sit there and do it because you don't know when you're going to have money. Again. Right. So, yep. Yeah. Um, but, um, so it wasn't anything mystical or like 
otherworldly kind of feeling like, wow, well, this is like magic or something. Cause I kind of get that is. with like, yeah, oh, it, it is. Kinda is. It kind of is. And that's, um, so yeah, I, I wrote a paper credit. Yeah. That's what I really wanted to find out from your experience and what you learned. Cause I, um, my minor in college was, um, religious studies and I focused on Eastern nice. religion. Nice. <laughs> no. And yeah, it was like, so I did Taoism and I did a paper one time on, um, on Chinese medicine and like the five elements and elements. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's yeah that's a whole mo- modality of treatment is that we're all kind of like representation of one of the five elements and you can kind of tell like where someone's going to have a dysfunction by what element they are I still haven't kind of figured out where mine is but like the easiest one to I think to identify is people who are wood nature and they're always like the tall, skinny people, hmm. <laughs> tall, skinny guys. And like a plank. You know, yeah. Like a, like a tree. It literally is a tree and <laughs> yeah. Wood tree. And, yeah. You know, you can say, oh, well, they're going to become susceptible to this or that because root rot. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Root rot basically. <laughs> well, it's like, um, people like uh wood nature get like colds a lot head colds because they're affected by the wind and the wind just you know their energy is just up and rising anyway so the wind comes along and kind of knocks i love it so it's just it's so nature yeah it is it's like a nature poem and that's why i tell patients it's like you know uh eastern or western medicine it's like your body is a machine if it breaks down fix it or you're not trying hard enough in Chinese medicine it's like your reflection in nature it's like something you know you have pain well chi's not flowing so we're just going to get that chi to flow and you know get you back to where you need to be it's not it's something that's cultivated it's not like well this is broken what's wrong with you we're going to fix it Mm -hmm. so like when I was talking Mm -hmm. about wood wood is anger what is the liver? Liver is the anger in your body or, you know, kidney is like courage and fear. It's like, like they said in school, it's like when you're really scared and you wet yourself, that's your kidney meridian going, hell no. <laughs> Just yeah. And everything. So, I mean, yeah, it makes so much sense. The more so I it's more it, like, it's more like, um, there, the Chinese medicine belief is that everything, like mental health is physical health. It's all the same. Well, to be honest, um, as I tell us in school, um, mental health is not necessarily something they concentrate in Chinese medicine. Like they said, if you go to China, they. Well, that's kind of, I guess, I guess, I, I think that's what I'm saying. Like as an American who knows that we differentiate maybe because yeah. they don't even differentiate that it's already thought of as being part of the whole system because yep. you're saying like every exactly. organ is associated with a, an emotion I mean we just don't think like that in the west exactly. exactly yeah so there's no need to like section them off from each other <laughs> yep exactly got it but, yeah yeah so if you went over and started talking about mental health they'd be like well that's already part of what we do <laughs> like because well, it's all 
Well, I don't think it's mainly that, and I could be interpreting what my instructors told me, but it's kind of like you don't show that kind of weakness in China. Mm. It's oh, like I gotcha. Just, it's more of a cultural yeah, thing. Yeah, you're just a cog in a wheel or in a machine or something. Yeah. So if you feel bad, that's your problem, blah, blah, even though. Collectivist <laughs> society. Sure, yeah. Yeah, they have all these things. It's like, but no, don't you, you know. But yeah, it's like in China, you're 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 part of the machine or you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm worried about writing my book because, you know, with social media now, it's like people are going to come out and, you know, attack me. And it's like, can I take it or is it going to become something that is like, oh, well, so it like propels is- you and gets you. Yeah. Oh, uh, or I mean, pe- yeah. Like people, yeah, I wanna, get, like, people relate to it. Is that, I cut you well, off. Is that what you're saying? I, well, no, I kind of want to like get my story out there. And there's like a lot of cool stories, but the whole point was to say, well, this was my experience as an Asian female in the two thousands mm. in funeral service. And well, I want to get my story out. I'm a writer too. I'm, I don't even have good grammar. I'm stupid. It's no one wants to hear it. Blah, blah, blah. So I admit it. It's confidence self-esteem it always is it always comes back to that for me I understand that yep so is that something for instance courage could you work on your kidney (laughs) see I'm like you said a bad patient I could be treating myself I really could am I no why because because you're you you're not everyone else (laughs) yeah it's so easy to uh, take care of others but yeah it's ready and balanced. All right, lady. Thanks. Hi. Very nice to meet you.